Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 186 for the week of July 23rd, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with a bunch of awesome RP gamers, including Emmanuel Marino. It's nice to be back. And uh, Anna Mary Newfeld. Pardon? Anna Mary Newfeld. <laughs> okay. I swear you just said Anna Mary Newfeld. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, your evil clone that I that I, that we have now. Who's in a seventies folk rock group? Anna Mary Nofeld, Nofeld, Neufeld. Yes, Peter Neufeld. Paul and Mary's That's alternate right. band. It's a cover band for Peter Paul and Mary. <laughs> and sitting oh, over God. in jolly old England, wondering why he doesn't just press the big red hang up button, is John Yearworth. My brain hurts. Oh, that would be why he can't process it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate you being on. I hear I missed. Quite I don't the, think the I have a bunch of a choice. Sure, you don't. All right. So the uh, I, yeah last week was quite an episode. Apparently, yeah, I hear big debates, arguments. I missed a lot. I didn't man. think it was that bad. I thought it was a bunch of people talking who hadn't talked for a while about stuff that they disagree on. But uh, you did spend like an absolutely extraordinary amount of time talking about Final Fantasy XI. The hey, point people which will I be happy. People will be happy to hear I cut ten to fifteen minutes more of that that wasn't even in the show. I could just cut it out of the show. So it could have been worse. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It got truly so much... ridiculous at the end of the show, and I just cut it. Wow. Did you find like a nice edit point, or did you just go, no, you're... So what do you guys think of that new uh, game coming? Does it cut like that? Or... Um, I made it a nice edit point. <laughs> okay. No, you're the... So, no, uh, no. We have a letter here from Funit, man. No. Yeah. We do. Uh, no, it's from Vladimir White. Um, oh, but... So let me ask, how much how much time did you guys spend arguing about my awesome Dead Island uh, interview? Uh, we did didn't, we even cover that? We didn't cover it. I don't cover interviews. Oh. It's impossible to cover <laughs> interviews without a good summary of like just the points from it. Because I'm not going to read the interview. And I didn't do oh. the interview. You're <laughs> I'm not sorry. Read it. No, I'm not going to sit here and read the interview. <laughs> do you want no, me I mean, to do a dramatic reading? <laughs> time, Chris? Because like, hey, Emmanuel, he writes interesting things. I know that guy. Oh, you mean actually read the content and just do my own summary? That's work. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> I do enough work during the week. All right, all right. I'll cover it in what I've been playing. Okay, you can do that. Oh. You, what are you expecting me to summarize game trailers that we post to? It's the yeah. same issue. I can't put that content in a show. <laughs> but if you're on and you did the interview, I'd love to have you talk about it. It's much more interesting. All right. So we have a letter. We from do have a letter from VK, who I don't know what VK stands for, but I know his real name is Vlad. Vlad, Vlad we'll just call him Vlad, who's not a vampire. Uh, says, hey, RP Gamer crew and Chris, VK here. We are all pissed off because of region locking. However, when a game is not released in your region, there's always a way to play it without buying that game's region system. On the portable consoles, there hasn't been a problem until the 3DS, but on the home consoles, there's been a problem because of TV differences around the world. For example, I want to get a copy of Ogre Battle 64, but I live in Europe, so I need to import the American copy. How will I play it? I buy a region converter or a cheating device, a cart that bypasses the region lock. Ah, <laughs> so the same thing goes with my Wii. I want to play Phantom Brave, so after I import it, I'll use a device called a freeloader, which is a way to hack your Wii. That'll allow me to play it on my PAL system. So just buy a Wii freeloader. Don't import a system because then you have to worry about power converters and so on and so forth. Now for the second thing I would like to say, why do most of you prefer, well, first of all, about that. Uh, for people who keep their Wii's up to date, I don't think the freeloaders keep working. 
Like, yeah, unfortunately, most of the patches squash freeloaders, so you basically have to pull your, your Wii offline as it comes out of the box and never update it. Yeah, I don't know which if is, I can do it with mine. Which is good and bad. I mean, I don't feel at this point there's anything breaking that you don't get out of the box. Hmm. But um, this oh, was what was some I was of the trying online to talk games. about. Like, if you actually want the official like published online games, some of them don't work right unless you have current software. This is what I was trying to talk about last week and and got blown off, like this doesn't exist for the Wii. I knew it existed for the GameCube, but wasn't sure about current generation systems, so thanks for letting me know. Yeah, and apparently there's two ways to do it. One's a freeloader, one's a straight-up soft mod that lets you run homebrew software, and that will let you do the region lock stuff as well. Um, I know there's directions for the latter online, there's a whole website devoted to it, but I don't know what version your software needs to be, so whatever. Did you guys talk about how the PS3 is region-free at all? Uh, No. And you know what? That's a good thing because I found out. Speaking of Idol Master last week, apparently Idol Master Two is being ported to the PS3, hmm. and the PS3 is region free. You know, it's interesting. Um, so somebody can import Idol Master. I got sent a <laughs> copy of uh, Killzone Three. Yeah, and unfortunately, it was for some reason some seller on Amazon was selling European versions as American versions. But, oh. So I would. So I don't know. I just sort of since I got it for free as a as uh, apparently I won something and nobody told me. What was it? I have no idea. No, what game? Oh, Killzone Three. Oh. So I just put I just put it in. I tried it out. The only problem is I can't play any DLC attached to it. I think that's the only concern you might have about. Yeah, you uh, make... D- DLC on PS3 is uh, region is region specific. Yeah. Ah. So, so you, may you can buy, have, you like, can buy extra... You can bypass that by having a, a region, another regional PS3 account. Excellent, yeah. because the Idol so Master like 2 Japanese game account, includes all the DLC. And you know, accounts are all free, so it's no big deal. Yeah, no, because I, I have a Japanese PS3 account. Need to, yeah, you need to import point cards, though, or have yeah. a Japanese well, actually, you know, register. There's, there's a couple of places where basically you pay, uh, pay someone via PayPal, and they basically just buy a point card for you. And, and then just the send code. you the code. Oh. Yeah. Can you trust them, and how much are they overcharging? Um... The overcharge is uh, it was about three quid or something like that. Can't remember. It's been quite a while since I imported one, and yeah, I I did find a trustworthy place to do it. Mm. Give me a link. Yeah. I'll do it later. No. I'm not <laughs> well, sure I if I right want to ret- yeah. I'm what? not sure if I want to try to return the PAL version mm. of uh of Killzone Three or just play it once, play a little bit of the online, and move on. I'm still I debating that. Don't know either. Kind of need to make your own choice there. Links in the chat. The interesting though is that when you start up the game, you you get you decide what region you want to play in. But I don't know. Hmm. I can't really complain too much. I can't return it since it was sent to me for free. One of the things I like about VK's letters, he's got a couple other topics for us. The second thing is, what do you most? Why do most of you prefer buying downloaded games? As a collector, I prefer owning the physical object because it shows proof that I bought something. <laughs> Well, um, I have to ask, two reasons. I don't know. All right. Let's go around the table. Go for it, Anna. Two reasons. Number one, I spent seven years living in a town that was the second largest in my province at 40,000 people. So getting stuff was difficult, to say the least. So just ordering online, particularly through a download service, made sense and often was my only option. If I wanted to get something in a timely manner. Number two, I don't live in a huge house. 
so my space is limited. And my video game collection already spans three massively ginormous Tupperware bins that when I stack them up together, they are taller than me. So <laughs> if some of the stuff that I have digitally, I would also have physical copies of, I'd probably have at least two more of those bins and I would be, I would have no space. Um, so, th I mean, things that I feel are important and enough to get a physical copy of, I do. Like, I'm getting the collector's edition of Catherine, and I have the collector's edition. It's not important of... nor worth having, but whatever. Shut up. You don't I need the boxers. Boxer you're shorts. not going to use the T-shirt that looks dumb and the pizza box that you're going to throw out. Really? Screw you. I'm sleeping in those boxers. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were sleeping in the pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, I'm sleeping in the boxes. <laughs> and I'm going to wear the shirt. Okay. Um, don't patronize me. It's, it's like a cosplay. It's like a cosplay kit. Have you noticed yeah. that entire thing is like a San Diego Comic-Con cosplay um, kit? You, considering you wear the shirt, you wear the, called it a cosplay kit. you carry kit. the pizza box. You carry the pizza box in one hand, you carry the pillow in the other hand. Yep. You wear so, the shirt you know, and you put on the, the boxers. The fact that you make that comment doesn't come as a surprise to me. That's pretty much shoes. what it's intended to do. It's intended to be stuff that was in the game that you can wear. Yes. I mean, that was that the whole doesn't make it worthwhile. Uh, to you. Okay. I have the, the Devil Summoner with the How much with crap the do you need? Slushy. I mean, a cheap t-shirt, is that really a memory that you want to show off and display for years to come? Yes. Okay. All right. And I think that's the third point, is mm -hmm. that physical copies are relevant to only a finite amount of people. And it's sort of the people who like digital distribution think the physical people copy are crazy, and the physical cop copy people think all the digital distributor people are crazy. So well, uh, my big thing is I, I have too much crap, um, I, and it's just getting more and more. As I collect more physical copies, you realize this is becoming a part of my life that I have to devote time, energy, and effort to maintaining, organizing, displaying, keeping track of, remembering what I have. And wait, 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 wait. wait. Who organizes and displays your stuff? What? Who organizes and displays your stuff? Oh, come on, you married couple. Get over I it. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I have to do all those things for all this crap, and I have to worry about it and think about, well, when the heck am I going to finish doing that? And now I've got all this stuff over here that needs to be over here. Now these Xbox games aren't next to these PS3 games. Yep. What? What is this adding to my life or to my enjoyment of video you know, games? It's the same Nothing. thing that happened a few years ago. Remember when DVDs sort of blew up every, and everyone was buying DVDs and they just wanted to have these gigantic DVD collections? And as soon as people realized, I don't need to have everything on my shelf, right? I, I'm maybe going to watch this movie once or twice. Yeah. I don't need to have it on my shelf taking up a giant chunk of my living room all the time. And these people eventually grew up. I mean, they get married, they have kids, and now they need space for their kids' stuff and their wife's stuff. And the last thing they want is to devote an entire corner of their entire living room to DVDs, and especially when like stuff like Netflix is more than good enough. Unless you're going to do one of those things where you devote like the lower floor to your house to displaying and being a video game museum, I think as your collection gets bigger and bigger, is when that's when the turning point happens. And you realize, yeah. I don't actually need everything because this is too much. When you start, it's small and it's like, cool, I've got more stuff, I've got more stuff, I've got more stuff. And then it's like, oh my God, I've got more stuff, I've got more stuff. Oh, I don't, why did I buy that? And you realize it's a disease more than a, than a fun thing and anymore. Every, yeah, and every collector's edition, it, I think the problem bigger now, the bigger problem for me is that. Every collection is gigantic. 
and they're just trying to – there's not much worth it in there anymore. And if you just wait a little while, you'll get it for dirt cheap eventually on like a, on Amazon or something. And even if I did get it dirt cheap, where am I going to put a giant Killzone helmet? Where am I going to put a giant Halo statue? Where am I going to put this giant How old Republic a, statue next the, to that, next to the Assassin's Creed statue, next to the – oh, Yeah, the ugliest Pandora's box thing from God of War 3. I, I mean, have that. It's disgusting. You keep on going down the list. It's just one gigantic piece of plastic next to another gigantic piece of plastic next to another gigantic piece of plastic. Uh, yeah, and I'm starting to realize – I'm when I look at a collector's edition now, I'm really critical. It's like I have to decide that that is something yeah. I'm proud of and want to show people who aren't gamers before I'm actually going to consider buying it. Or I feel like there's some with actual the ex- real value With one exception. I've been buying all the Assassin's Creed games on launch day in their collector's editions forms and not playing them. And that's a tradition I find hilarious because I'm laughing at myself and my sickness, and I kind of want to just keep that going. That but- <laughs> works for someone who, someone like Chloe like uh, on our staff who plays that game religiously. I need to give her all my collector's edition bits or something like that. <laughs> no, but like for like someone who's like a casual fan, you don't need to get the $80, $200 version of everything. I think another reason why I'm, I'm big on digital distribution is like look at Steam and their sales. It's just like these – I think this sort of app store, Steam culture that I've, that's been ingrained in me is I expect things to get cheap eventually. So even if I don't want it right now, I know that $50, 60 game is going to be yeah. $10, oh my $5. Gosh. And, in, and that will go away again when the new console launches for the, for the first two, two years that it's out or so, and then the PC will catch up again. And then it's just like, man, if I could just – my PC digital collection is just the way to go in my opinion. Oh. And I'm agree with Anna. Just space, money. What do you keep it all? Hard drives are much easier to maintain than <laughs> that entire bookshelf. Quinn, which do you prefer? Neither. I I I engage in both. Right. Uh, but enough. also, do bear in mind that Europe get usually does get substantially better special editions than you guys. Yes, you do. If I had an action Jensen, I would totally get that. Well, and also stuff like the the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood collectors was really cool. Uh, oh, and the Resistance Three one is fantastic. That's not coming to North America. Yeah, I I I have a soft spot for um, physical uh, copies of stuff because that's pretty much where I started, sort of thing. You know, I will yeah. say if if something like uh, with Torchlight with Torchlight One, I'd go out of my way to get the physical copy because that copy was DRM free, sort of like a hassle free DRM free version. And I would go out of my way to get a physical copy if it gave me some benefit over the digital one. You know what else I'm liking about having digital copies now? Is that they follow me. And I can be out and about and just, oh, I have that on Steam. I left it at home. I just download it. I can play it. That sort of stuff. Or on my PSP and that and all that. And having physical boxes ties you to wherever the heck that physical copy is living. And our lives are mobile now, right? So everything should follow me around. Okay, no one's agreeing with me, so I must no, have just I agree with you something completely. somebody just said. <laughs> no, I agree with you completely. I mean, okay. <laughs> that's why I like that's why I like Steam. That's why I like Mac App Store. That's why I like a lot of these services where it's just you buy it once and you put it on every machine that you ever own for the rest of your life. Cool. All right. Uh, oh, and the last thing VK has to say. This has been VK shooting cows dressed as chocobos, which I don't know what that means. So I was kind of tr- hoping somebody knew where cows dress up as chocobos. I have absolutely no idea. Maybe it's a fan movie. No? Uh, no. We saw it is. I haven't seen it. 
Went to the Dane County Fair yesterday. Saw a lot of cows. A lot of cows. <laughs> Is that all the fair? Is it just like a cow car show? It seems like it. There was a whole building devoted to just cows, like it's a car show. Some of them are Serial very buildings. Big. Yeah. Do they rotate the cows on like on turntables or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do they have models in front of the cows? Say, this is the new 2011 model. <laughs> no. That's, that they, should have, they should do that. That would probably make it go better. All right. Our first story this week is one that we may have done last week. Uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 has a release date. I don't think we did it last week. But it's out in Japan on October 13th. And it's going to take two UMDs. Uh-huh. Nobody cares, I guess, because uh, there's no U.S. release date yet. Um, two UMDs. How many games do we have on the PSP that take you two UMDs? None. None? Ah, there's got to there be like one more. Trails of Heroes or something? I thought there was two. Yeah. Heroes of something? Trails? Tales? Heroes? Generic RPG title? Insert here. Um... Tales of I remember, Heroes. <laughs> I remember during the I remember during the development of the uh, PSP, the current PSP version of Super Robot Wars, that there were rumors that they were going to try and shift to two UMDs because they had so much stuff on. Hmm. But uh, that that turned out not to materialize. So, all right, cool. Uh, okay, that's all we know. Two UMDs, October thirteenth. I'm pretty sure there was a story above that on the list. No, it, I moved it. Oh, okay. So, anyone... What about a U.S. release? Any hint this year, next year? Pro, I would say if Japan is releasing early October, I would imagine the release date is probably going to be February next year. Not too bad. Possibly May. Uh, sorry, March. Seems reasonable. Um, I, we don't have... I guess we can assume it's coming out here, but we don't really know that much. Ugh. Yeah, they haven't. Wait, yeah, the, they haven't officially announced a U.S. release. So the PS Vita will be out by then, right? By the time it comes out in North America. I wonder if they're just going to push like a strong uh, digital version of that one, so you can just put it on your Vita. Don't have to worry about switching discs. Well, the the one up story here claims that it's going to be out of, by the time the PSP remaster line is out for the PS3. So there could be a PSP remaster version of it already. <laughs> so double dipping already yeah who knows <laughs> square next honestly uh yeah but remember they don't tell you about the upcoming hd version until it's out two weeks later and hey you know that version you just bought we have a better one that's complete that's actually portable to that new console you have and it's playable on your ps3 another 40 dollars <laughs> it makes the ipad versions almost sound reasonable when you put it that way manny Seriously. Ugh. All right, so we got Zelda. Who likes Zelda? Not an RPG, but who cares? We love it. Uh, 25-year anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. Big concert series is being announced as part of their celebrations, and they said that at E3. Well, we finally got the date for the first contest. Uh, first contest. The first, con- first concert. October 21st, 2012, 2011. 20, what the <laughs> hell is this story? October 21st, 2011 in Los Angeles at the Pantages <laughs> Theater. Where is that, Manny? Pantages? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's somewhere in your city is this theater. And on October 21st... Hey, this is a big city, man. You should, you should go to this. It'd probably be awesome. How much is it? Uh, they didn't say. 
Uh, oh, 35 bucks is where the tickets start at. Start. So what, is, what, what, what kind of like ticket range do we have here? Doesn't say. Uh, may got a link. Let's. Oh, here on the Ticketmaster site, it might say. Oh, you know where this is? It's right down the street from your from our E3 hotel. Holy crap! All right, so thirty five, fifty, hundred fifty. Uh, wait, what? This is weird. No, there's two ticket ranges. There's like <laughs> the thirty five dollar ticket, which becomes fifty dollars after fees, and the hundred fifty dollar ticket, which is one hundred seventy three dollars after fees. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you say uh, okay? So it's thirty five or hundred. Or it's like fifty or hundred seventy three after fees, which is crazy. Um, maybe there's some. Sort of. Wait, let me get this straight because I, I, I think I'm confused with the math here. If you so you buy a fifty dollar ticket, you end up spending how much? No, you, there's no fifty dollar ticket. It's a thirty five dollar okay. ticket that ends up causing fifty, or a hundred fifty dollar okay. ticket that ends up causing one hundred seventy three. I think those are the two edges of the price ranges. Um, there, there's so probably I wasn't mistaken when you said that the fifty dollar ticket becomes a hundred over a hundred dollars more. No, you were mistaken. Okay. A one hundred and fifty dollar ticket becomes one hundred seventy three dollars. A thirty-five dollar ticket becomes fifty dollars. Okay. That makes sense. Sort of. So there, think of there's like fifteen dollars in fees for the thirty-five dollar ticket. There's twenty-three dollars in fees for the hundred fifty dollar ticket. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right, this go. is why. This there is why. This is why. This is why people in uh, England put the, the the taxes on the prices so you don't get confused over things like this. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, it's on sale as of August yeah, 1st. Yeah, they do that in Australia, too. Oh, great for them. <laughs> it's on sale on August 1st, and I'm sure there's ticket prices in the middle because that would just that, that's well, kind of ridiculous. The, um, the, the, the ticket prices for that one do kind of line up with um, roughly where the Final Fantasy ones Well, do. yeah, if that $150 ticket that actually costs $173 ends up giving you some sort of VIP access to get, like, Koji Kondo's autograph and whoever else is doing the music for that game now or something. That would be interesting. Oh, Matsu, if you're lucky. Will Miyamoto will be there for, for the Zelda? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about diff, uh, Distant Worlds here. Yeah, well, there, you did get Umatsu. You did get a meet and greet. That was guaranteed. So that'd be nice if they did something like that here. Get to watch Miyamoto jump around with a sword and shield or something, you know. I'd, I'd like to see him play that theme from um, Super Mario Brothers on the banjo. <laughs> Who does that? Miyamoto. Miyamoto. That? He plays Apparently banjo. Miyamoto is a brilliant banjo player. Oh, nice! You know, I just picked up that Play for Japan disc, uh, the Play for Japan album. Uh, I think we talked about how that came out. Uh, last the one with Justin Bieber on the album? No. Is he? No, he's not on the album. Play for Are Japan. Are you talking about the ones from iTunes? Play for Japan. Yeah, Play for Japan, the one that has all the game composers on it. Okay, that's completely different than what I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about... Oh, that was Japan Relief. Yes. Album. No, this is Play for Japan. It's 10... Uh, actually, I think it was 8 bucks. 8 or 10 bucks on... It must have been 10 bucks. 10 bucks on iTunes. Includes uh, Koji Kondo doing a Super Mario Brothers medley on the piano, because he's a good piano player. Uh, does a wonderful job. Uematsu has a track on there. Mitsuda has a track on there. Lots of good stuff on there. Um, lots of not-so-good stuff on there, too. But, you know, it's a tribute album, and it's purposes to raise money so uh i, I recommend it especially because you get the koji kondo track and that's pretty cool so if you're into music you might appreciate that too and zelda coming to la go ahead fly out there the rest of the concert series for the zelda 25th anniversary thing won't actually be until next year not starting until 2012 so how many shows are they doing in la they didn't say right. uh, this is just one show there's only one, one one show thing? friday october 21st at 8 p.m 
All right, so I'm thinking Miyamoto has to be out here for that. Oh, I'm sure bit. he will be. I'm sure. They're going to have tons of Nintendo people out for that. They have to. All right, Pentageous Theater. You know, it's uh, right where your hotel was, like a little further down the block. I might oh, be nice. interested. That's probably a good area. So, yeah. It's near the Capitol Records building on the big circular building with a big little point on it. Awesome. Seeing lots of movies. Famous. Do it. Do it. Go do it. Report back on it. Oh, and then when you're done, come back and play the Velvet Edition of Two Worlds 2. <laughs> I talked about this in my E3 preview. Oh, you did? Well, this isn't new then. All right. uh, was, I, wasn't that the special edition that we tried to call uh, Two Worlds 2? It's honestly better than the first one edition. I, I, I don't think so, but we should. That's a good name. <laughs> so this is the Velvet... This is so weird. So it's the game, the Pirates of the Flying Fortress expansion, a collectible pirate pin, a double-sided world map, a bonus CD with typical associated goodies, whatever that means. I, su- I wish It's they a DVD, and it has um, wallpapers, the soundtrack... Does it have, like, making of stuff or no? I'm not entirely sure. I think so. Oh, it's a C. Oh, it says a bonus CD. It doesn't even say DVD. Uh, Wrapped up in a fancy velvet box. Black for PC, red for consoles. That'll be right at home in a pirate captain's library, says Becky. Ew. You know, there was funny. There was a lot of debate on the internet. Like, a lot of internet sites were getting upset that they said Game of the Year edition. They're saying, who, <laughs> who, made, this? who made this their Game of the Year? And I'm thinking that's not what Game of the Year edition actually means anymore. Are it's you just, sure <laughs> it's supposed to be? <laughs> no. It's not, as, soon as, this, as soon as the trend be, became put all of our DLC into one package and sell it for, and repackage it and sell it again for cheaper, that's what Game of the Year edition means of it pretty much now. Hmm. I guess they could have called it the Ultimate Edition if they really wanted to. I think they were just copying Bethesda and Borderlands and you name it. I guess. You mean we can get away with this? Well, let's do it. Surely somebody named us our game, the game of the year. Uh, no, someone did, actually. Oh, All right. Who did it? Uh, there was a link in the forum thread about it. I can't remember who it was. We but can I think blame it was them. Some, like, I think it was a European, some kind of European magazine or something. So, eh. Yeah. Apparently someone somewhere did. All right. So. Can I just say it's the game of the year and then just make an edition of it? Why does it need to be a publication? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, what the heck? There's a game on the iPad called Chocobo Panic. That is oh, weird. So weird. All right. Oh, sorry. Sorry, was... that's distracting. Uh, what's up? You know what's distracting is I'm looking at the Google map of the Pantages Theater. And it appears that the the Google satellite in Earth uh, and like low Earth orbit or whatever took happened to take the pictures of the Los Angeles area during the Oscars. So like in the middle of Los Angeles is a gigantic red carpet and a bunch of celebrities on the stage, and that's just like permanently your view of Los Angeles when you're trying to plan your trips out. Oh, neat. So, but well, that's cool though, right? I just think it's funny though. I'm I'm trying to like, why is this all of LA red? Oh, it's the Oscars. <laughs> That's clever. That's clever. All right. Next story. Ghostlight, who are the publishers of... Oh, they're a UK publisher. They've announced they're going to bring out The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky out in Europe. So finally, John can play this wonderful PSP RPG that Mac, I think, wants to call his game of the year. Oh. You going to jump on it, John? As I said in the forums, I'm sure... I think John just said back. 
Oh. Will appreciate the fact that they can get their hand on some their hands on some tits. <sighs> Give it up, please. <laughs> Just get over it and grow up. No. Yes. First of all, in the are not part of the abbreviation. It would be the Legend of Heroes TS is how you would do it. So tis tis whatever. Okay, while we wait for John. T L H T S. What? Are you and Anna finally going to play Two Worlds, Two Worlds Two? I remember you guys. I bought it. Title. I bought it. On you Steam. did. When was I going to play Two Worlds Two? I don't think Anna was ever going to play it. No. All right. I bought it on Steam though. I have it. Two All right. So two. not interested in the Velvet Edition. Oh, apparently, that little pirate head pin is also an in-game item that, if you attach to your armor, inc- greatly increases your stats. Awesome. So you can role play. You can go to Comic Con and wear it on your lapel and pretend that it greatly increase my stats yeah do i need this manny the velvet edition yeah um you may just want the dlc eventually i'm sure they're gonna sell it separately and the dlc does include inside of does include some basic and basic enhancements and bug fixes to this to the engine and gives you a lot more content and areas to explore and you don't even have to really you don't have to beat the main campaign to even go into it so you can just jump right into this expansion territory if you want to well, it's. I mean, from what I hear, it's it's better than what it's better than what was in the original game. It's more tighter, more focused experience. You know, I don't the, think the, the DLC exists for the PC. The, well, it's, what do you mean? I don't think the DLC is out for the PC. It will, right? I mean, at the same time. Oh, you, you mean the expansion? the expansion? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, is John back yet? Nah, he's not back. Should yet. we just come back to TS later? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I could buy Two Worlds 2 Castle Defense. Did you see this? That's an old game. I don't know why we posted that story. That game came out like over a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It's because it just released on Steam more recently. Oh, oh, but it's been on like iOS for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, not a year. Like at least like six months or more. Well, see, we got to make you an editor. We need to, we need to have you do some content control, Manny. You just know these oh. things. <laughs> I you Google. Know, you just know. Oh. Okay, well, we just need to Google that. That's okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, from what I understand, it's not a very good tower defense game. It's competent, but not Like great. I expected it to be. <laughs> like most tower defense games on the iOS. Um, let me see. I think like one of the few websites that actually reviews, uh, they reviews iOS games is IGN. I think they didn't have anything too favorable to say about it. Yeah. No, we don't need to review it. It's two worlds, right. two tower defense. <laughs> it's probably as crappy as you think. Oh, Artonelico. No, not Artonelico. Atelier Tutori. I can't keep these games straight. Atelier Tutori from NIS America. Coming out September 27th. That's the news. We've got a date. The Adventure of Arlen. That's the subtitle of the game. Atelier Tutori. And I don't even know why they have subtitles because the main oh, game names are different. Silly but- me. All right, sorry. It was only it was released May seventeenth. It just felt like forever ago because it came out. <laughs> Atelier Tutori? No, uh, two worlds two, worlds, two towers. Uh, we're still talking about the tassel defense. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, May seventeenth. As uh, Wolf in our chat room points out, Atelier Tutori looks much better than Rorona, which apparently we really liked here at RP Gamer. So that's a uh, that's a good sign. So. If you've been waiting for the date, you got your fall lined up. You'll be playing your Gus games with your wonderful soundtracks and your alchemy stuff this September. Uh, none of you guys are into those games, are you? Wow. None. Not a one. 
I'm telling you, man, we should be waiting for John for these stories. Is he into Atelier Tatori? I have no clue. <laughs> well, he's he's got the builders in there. He's probably constructing a new tower to defend right now. That's probably why a they're tiny there. Tower? A tiny tower. Why aren't you playing Tiny Tower? I don't know. What I don't even know what this is. What is Tiny Tower? Just, it's an iOS game. It's free. Download it. How tiny is it? Freemium? Uh, you don't need to buy any of the stuff. All right. It's it's less it's freemium like we rule was freemium but it's like nowhere near as oh I've been playing the follow ups to game dev story which is a hot spring story and a school story or something no I'm not interested in the genres mm. I mean if it's just <gasps> the same game school story yeah it's, it's, it's like it's imagine combining game dev story with hot spring story and you, that's what you get you because you build I the haven't campus played hot spring story. Well, you build the, you physically build the campus and you place everything and then you hire teachers and then you build up relationship with these teachers and build up their stats and depending on how well they do with the students sort of affects how successful each of your little uh, how successful your campus and each little department is. I want their full game dev story, their PC release to come out here. I want they what localize just, what, that. Sorry, what game was that? I just called the tail end off. Uh, Hot Spring Story. Hot Spring Story, yeah. And yeah. School Story, or what was it called School Life Story? Is this done by the same guys who did Game Dev Story? Yeah. Yeah. And Kyrosoft. We were killing time until you came back. We want okay. to know two things. First of okay. all, are you going to buy Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky now that it's got a UK release confirmed? Uh, yes, because I always try and support Ghostlight in their publishing endeavors. Oh, really? What do they do that you like? Uh, Ghostlight, although they were, as I said previously, although they were responsible for bringing across the aberration that was Agarest to Europe, Ugh. they were also the ones responsible for bringing us Persona 3 Portable. Okay. Because Atlas has no publishing presence here in Europe. We have to rely on other publishers. Okay. So, yeah. Go, basically, Ghostlight gave us, um, Ghostlight gave us Persona 3 Portable, and now they're giving us Trails in the Sky. Which is pretty damn good. Yeah, so are works. they your atlas, basically? Yeah, they're sort of like our. Well, they're kind of like our atlas, our exceed, and our ignition kind of like rolled into one. Because <laughs> we don't have we don't have atlas, we don't have exceed, we don't have ignition. We, you know, I think we only got rest here because of steam. So, but based on what the fans say around here, do you want ignition? Rolled into that company. <laughs> well, that is true, yeah. <laughs> but let's say Ghost Ghostlight, um, and there's stuff like uh, publishers like um, uh, Zen United, whose I think only real claim to fame in Europe is that they published um, the European editions of Blazblue. Whereas I think, damn, uh, I can't remember who handled it in America actually. But yeah, so we, we basically in Europe we have like a, a bunch of other sort of not very well-known publishers who have to publish certain games because otherwise we'd never see them. Cool. Basically. Well, the other thing we wanted to know was whether or not you're into the Atelier Tutori games. Atelier uh, games. I am not, but my housemate will probably be picking up because he really liked Atelier Rorona. So. Oh, okay. Because that's got a date now, at least for the U.S., September 27th. So he should jump on that. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us are going to jump on Mega Man Legends when that comes out for our 3DSs, right? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be exciting. We finally got a cool game that's bringing back an Chris, old series. Grass, oh, too soon. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
I'm sorry, guys. Mega Man Legends 3 was canceled. Yep. <sighs> Both the prototype version and the full version was canceled. And Capcom said it's because the fans weren't interested enough. <laughs> and it said that on its Twitter account, which is read by all the fans that are interested enough. <laughs> so they weren't happy when they were told that. And they exploded. And now there's apparently a fan campaign to tell them that, yes, the fans are interested enough. Though, quite honestly, if you play into that, I think you're playing into some sort of publicity stunt that they're doing. It just feels like, oh, they're not interested enough. Oh, look, they started an Operation Rainfalls-type fan campaign. Yes, of course, we'll give you the game after all. Oh, it's like we planned it. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm smelling potential for nefarious deeds on Capcom's part here. But it's okay, because like two days later, they announced that Ultimate Mortal Kombat, th- uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Camp Capcom 3 is coming out. It has all the characters that you wanted in the first one that they cut. So, including Phoenix Wright. So don't you just feel happy about that? Sorry. Capcom's kind of right. crappy right now, aren't they? So who's going to internet rage here for the and represent the internet? <laughs> who's gonna, I don't know. I, I, I can't even do it. I just, I don't have the energy. Come on, you own a 3DS, man. I own a 3DS. I, I, didn't, I didn't play the first two Mega Man Legends. I wasn't looking forward to this. So I didn't care. Um, I'll be honest, after Inafune left, I'm not really that surprised. I mean, that was I was really surprised it wasn't canned as soon as he left. I thought, like, it, if was it was his, his baby. baby, why were they going to yeah. keep doing it? I mean, he was really excited about it. He was, he was in all the videos. He, he was, like, very endearing how he was, like, drawing art for the fans and saying, I'm really excited to be doing this. This is what I'm at this company for. And he says, I'm not at this company anymore. <laughs> and uh, it makes me wonder what's going on. Wolf in our chat room says he was going to get a 3DS for that game alone. Wow. It's called the PlayStation Vita. What does that have to do? With? Oh, get I that instead. Just go buy one. Yeah, just go buy. Just go buy one. It's just Sony Four now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm happy that Phoenix Wright is coming. Ultimate Mar- Marvel versus Capcom, at least, because I'm. I didn't buy the first one. Now I have a reason to buy that one. But it really sucks that they're doing that already. Capcom just does this, and everyone lets them get away with it, don't they? There needs to be like some sort of fan uprising. Say no, screw you. Make the good version the first time. I think that would oh, work. Did you see that tweet that Mac retweeted or something? The reason that uh, Shippy, what was his name? Shippy? What's that guy's name from uh, CAG, the other one? Oh, Shipwreck. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I see why they canceled it, because they can figure out how to... Uh... <laughs> how to make four <laughs> versions of it, yeah. How to make four versions of it and include DLC. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to do this. Oh. I like how I called him Shippy. Oh, that's weird. Screenix has a game on the iPad that you summon characters with your voice and you fight with them. And they look like characters from the Final Fantasy games. What? They're catching on their Final Fantasy franchise. I know. (laughs) This is weird. I'm buying that just to see what the hell it is. Screenix, you're you're smart. Alright, so Wizardry. Who's been playing their wizardry on the previous three? No, nobody. Okay, so this is a hardcore dungeon crawler in the vein of the old school wizardries. Japanese developed, and it has been out here for a month maybe now. A month and a half, maybe two months. It's finally got some DLC coming called The Red Shadow of the Sister. This content gives uh, new deep levels of Shin's dungeon. Uh, Over 25 monsters can be encountered. 
including the Musashi Devil, the Cosmo Giant, and Darkness Bunny. <laughs> Big shark Darkness Bunny. Teeth. Uh, it's only real weakness is the Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. That's right. Uh, the Red Shadow, the sister, cost you eight bucks. It's seven ninety nine. And that is, uh, it'll be out on June, tw- June, what, it was out on June 2nd, and I don't know when the DLC is coming out. So, it's coming. Oh, wait, it's, it came. It's out. It's out now. Look at me. It's out now. I can't read. So, if you've been, if you've been neglecting your wizardry, go get your DLC. <laughs> and if you've been neglecting your Might and Magic Clash of Heroes HD like I have, you can wait because it'll soon be out on PC as of, uh, sometime between July and September. Um, it is supposedly this is weird okay so this is a weird story because it's coming from a report of another report and so so bear with me ubisoft sales report of quarter quarter one 2011 revealed an upcoming pc version of downloadable title mountain magic clash of heroes hd it's listed as coming out sometime in quarter two which is between july and september so july's almost over eh, don't think it's coming out but at some point we may see might and Magic Clash of Heroes HD show up on, like, Steam or something. So, if you've been waiting for that, and you're like, I wish I could have played that on my PC, you might want to wait a little bit more, because you could soon be finding a PC version, uh, if that's what you've been wanting. Have any of you guys been wanting that? Still on the fence. Still on the fence, really. People really like that game. There's a demo. Can't you just download it, try it out? I don't know. Mm, I haven't paid that much attention to it. Well, you should, darn it. What you doing? Um, I've actually been really busy this last couple of weeks. Oh, well, all right then. You go ahead then. Oh, let's see. What else we got? We've got Chantelise. This is that indie published Dijon, Di, whatever. This, uh... Dujin, Chris. Do, Dujin? Dujin? Du? No, it's not Du. D-O-U-J-I-N. Dujin. It can't be Du. They don't have do. They have do? I've never heard that sound over there. All right. Yeah, they do. I thought it was dojin then. All right. Dujin. Dujin. All right. Carpe vulgar. I want to keep calling them carpe vulgar, and it's fulgar. Why did they do that? Carpe vulgar has announced its action RPG, Chantelise, coming out July 29th, 2011. You guys picking this one up? Any of you into the Reseteer games? Yep. Yeah, I'll pretty pick this up because I want to support uh, Carpet Fogger. I never got around to playing Reseteer, but I bought it. Should I really do that? Yeah, yes. I, I'm I'm in the same boat where it's like, I bought it like day one and I paid full price for it. I still haven't played it. But um, yeah, we have a review copy of this and we should have a day zero review, oh. if not sooner. Well, check this out. If you go to their website, uh, com slash Chantelise, Jeez, just look for our story and, and click the link. Delicious.com slash uh, RPGamer. Uh, you can, uh, you can. oh, I guess just go to RPGamer.com, huh? That would work better. Anyway, find the news story in some way. Either my link dump, link dump for the show or on our site and click the website and there's a demo. There's a demo. You can pl- try it out right now and see if you like Chantelise. How can you go wrong? No? You can go wrong? Oh, nobody's on. All right. Everyone fell asleep. It took too long telling you how to get it. <laughs> All right. Well, how nah, about... How I'm about sorry. I don't th- I, we're not going to have a repeat of that time that Michael f- fell asleep on the, on the end of the Skype call. 
It's so funny when he does that. Treat, treated us to 25 minutes of snoring. <laughs> but nobody wanted to interrupt. Well, I guess we did. We were shout- shouting, wake up. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> and he wouldn't move. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> why'd you have to bring that up? Because Break it's up funny. <laughs> All right. What is Summer Story? Oh, that's a new one. Sorry, I'm going through all Square Enix's on the iPhone iPod crap to see if any of it's any good. It's an English educational app designed for native Japanese speakers learning English. Oh. I wonder if I can... You were asked to look after three female exchange students. What the hell? What the hell? How is this an English educational app? <laughs> You've been oh, asked it, to look... <laughs> it, teaches, it, teaches, it teaches young Japanese women some valuable lessons about American men. But this is... But you're a guy looking over <laughs> after the women, right? And, yep. And, and that's the point. Japanese women play this game and they realize, oh... <laughs> Actually, speaking of something like that, I remember when I was um, back out there in 2005, yeah. um, I picked up um, one of Famitsu's uh, Final Fantasy XI spin-off magazines. Yeah. Um, and it, I remember it had a, a book contained in it, which was basically a, a how-to-speak-English guide for playing Final Fantasy XI. Oh, neat. It was pretty funny, actually. That's actually useful, because you're going to come in, come into that situation of meeting with English players while playing Final Fantasy XI. I can tell you, all aspiring students of English who are Japanese native speakers, there will not be a situation where you are asked to take care of three je- female exchange students when you come over to America. It's not going to happen. That will not come up. There's no reason that this is training <laughs> I, you I for anything point, that Chris, will happen. It's <laughs> to educate Japanese people about how scary Americans can be. <laughs> It's not happening. <laughs> this is a light this adventure type game. I think that's the that's the life lesson in this. If you're alone with another Japanese woman in a what? No, not learn with quote unquote scenes. An expression has different meanings according to particular quote scenes unquote such as relationships, locations, and last interactions. Learning through contextual stories fosters confidence when practicing in real life situations. This will not happen to you in real life. Darn it. Okay. I didn't know that existed. That makes me laugh. I'm tempted to play through it now just to see how bad it is. Uh, uh-huh, what sure. I should do uh-huh. instead, That's what I should why. do it, yeah. <laughs> I need to practice from my, when my exchange students are coming over. <laughs> I can imagine you, like, you balding, like, big <laughs> belly. So gross. Did you guys yeah, see the, the link? That uh, that was just put in the chat. No, who? Oh, Wolf. Here's looking at your kid. Here's looking at your kid. Oh, that's terrible. It's, uh, and it's it's stylized <laughs> like Humphrey Bogart. Here's looking at your kid. <laughs> scary, scary. Okay. Uh, you know what else is scary, in my opinion, how the Star Wars: The Old Republic is shaping up. But we got a chance. We've got a chance before release to play it and see if it's really taking a good direction or a bad direction. Here's the problem. To get that chance, you have to (laughs) pre-order. So, kind of need to make a bit of a commitment. Bugger off, EA. Bugger off. (laughs) Well, and this is... Isn't the only way you can... uh, Yeah, oh, that's right. Only get... So, there's, there's different versions of the game. Standard edition... The digital deluxe edition available only through Origin that includes the, all the normal stuff and five virtual items, blah, 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 for 80 bucks. And the collector's edition where it's for 150 bucks. It includes uh, the digital collector's edition stuff plus a mouse droid, 
a physical item such as a Darth Malgus statue, a Jedi My- Master Not... What the hell? How do you say that? Nost Doral Journal, a soundtrack, security key, and a map of the in-game galaxy, and in- access to the in-game collector's store. <laughs> An in-game collector's store, which holds CE-exclusive in-game items. So you- <laughs> buying the collector's edition gives you the right to buy more items? That other people can't? Really? Looks like it. Really? No. People resist. Resist. Hey, hey, hey. If you're a Star Wars fan... Microtransactions. You're doing it wrong. People. (laughs) You'll get the videos off YouTube. The soundtrack, hopefully they'll release another way. Buy a nice Kotobukaya statue off of import that's like even better for your star wars statue and just resist the collector's edition Say no. or maybe save the money and put it into a bank account and get some interest oh, wow. you could do that's, a, that's a bit boring manny come on we're gamers we're not oh, that crazy <laughs> plan for the future no, no i'm not telling anybody time. to plan for the future i'm just saying not to invest in crappy collector's editions that's all there's a big I'm difference saying, here man uh anyway so if you if you pre-order one of those you get a code apparently and i don't know how you get that code and depending on which service i mean if i go on a GameStop, it doesn't say that i get the code there do i yeah it doesn't it doesn't say so pre-orders will be limited okay so where do you do this I, if it's limited it's not just GameStop pre-orders then is it this doesn't uh, make any sense I, I, you may be able to pre-order um elsewhere as well yeah, okay. why don't you just pre-order on Amazon? You can get this whole big thing on Amazon. And then I can cancel it. Can't I? Hmm. Well, pretty much. If you want to. Ooh, that's a good idea. I could scam it. Pre-order the standard edition, cancel after I try it. When, when Do they say when it goes live? No. Nope. <laughs> it's, they're targeting holiday 2011, and so we don't even know if you pre-order now when you get to use your code. Anything like that. Ugh. <sighs> Uh, the uh, Cavalier in our chat room says he thinks it's just the collector's edition that's limited. So, hopefully. Maybe I should look for the story elsewhere. Eh, whatever. I'm more interested in talking about my next story. Because this is cool. So, Final Fantasy V for Job Fiesta. You probably haven't heard about this. Uh, unless you follow me on Twitter. And you may have seen one post by me about it or something like that. So, this is cool. So this is, oh, they did a terrible job of explaining it on their website. I was hoping they'd have a good explanation. So here, here's the uh, here's the basic thing. Uh, it, it's you are going to play Final Fantasy V, in which there are 22 jobs, or in the advanced version of Final Fantasy V, there's 26 jobs. Uh, they're available for you to play as you choose. In the four-job fiesta, however, you're going to be assigned a random assortment of four jobs, one from each crystal, and you can only use the four jobs you've been assigned. So, for example, for me, I've gotten to the Earth Crystal so far. I send a tweet to this thing, and then it responds to you automatically. It's kind of a bot, and it assigned me a random job, and now all my guys need to be thieves because that's the only job I have unlocked right now. When I get to the Water Crystal, I'll be assigned another job, and then I can use any of those two jobs. And then the third crystal, I'll get a third job I can now make a use of, and so forth. Um, and that is, uh, that's pretty fun, in my opinion, really cool, because uh, it's, it's quite a challenge. Because I can't heal, damn it! <laughs> I have to use tonics for everything! 
<laughs> some I really need a mage job or something like that. So you just uh the Twitter account associated with this is FF five for futures. And uh you just uh tweet pound reg to that and you'll get registered and on the list that they've got on their website and you can see everything that's going on. And I'm there is some cool stuff going on about this that they don't have the details on the darn site, so I'm having trouble okay. So the reason we're doing this, of course, is charity. Because why would you do this just to make pain for yourself? This is a child's play event. So everybody who finishes, there's people who are pledging to to donate money, depending on how many people finish. You can also just chip in and just say, hey, I like what you guys are doing. This sounds really hard. I hope you're having fun. And just in appreciation for this, we'll donate some money. They've got that right there on their site, which is at letsplaying.com slash FF5FF. <laughs> And so you could go donate and sponsor us as we play through it, essentially. And you can see the list of everyone as they progress and see who's finished the game and who hasn't. Um, and we're um, and some people are streaming. So if you go to the streams button, you can see a bunch of different streams that people have put up that they are streaming their playing of the game as they are doing it. I am not streaming it because, well, frankly, it's a lot of hassle. But uh, I highly recommend it because it's really fun and a cool way of playing Final Fantasy V that I never tried before, and I think it's uh, it's a cool thing, and it's raising money for charity, and so that's cool. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> no one else's. <laughs> Can we talk about tits again? No. <laughs> this is a classy show. We talk about charity. Oh. If it's for the youngins. It is. It is. So go follow the account, register, play the game, try it out. And then, after you get bored of that, try out Bastion. Because that's out now. On Xbox Wait, Bastion, the greatest Xbox Live arcade game ever. Oh, is that what it is now? I, was I, last, I heard, I, I th- last I heard everyone was telling me that was Limbo. And then before that was Braid and whoever knows what else. Oh, no, now it's Bastion. It's Bastion now. Okay. So okay. we're done with Trenched already then, too. Oh, no, that, was, see, that wasn't even a summer arcade game, so it doesn't qualify. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm actually really interested in Bastion. I tried out E3. I'm, I think I'm the only one from our site who actually tried it out. <laughs> Nobody else could find it. I don't know what happened, but it was really good there. And so I'm excited for this, and we've got a review up on our site. Adrian and Auden really like this game. <laughs> If you know, I give him crap because he ends up giving out a lot of three and a half out of fives. This is a four and a half out of five. He really liked this game. And he gave it lots of flexible customization. Said it was vibrant, breathtaking visual design, fantastic soundtrack, unique storytelling method. This is a game with narration. You've probably heard me mention it on past podcasts. Difficulty can be tweaked in many ways. The plot is not particularly intriguing until the end, he says, but that doesn't keep it from getting a wonderful, wonderful rating. Four and a halfs are not often to come by, and so I'm glad that he got one or that uh, that this game picked one up because I'm really excited for it and I'm happy that it's doing well. And you guys interested more interested in this game now that you're hearing it's reviewing well. Uh, the giant. What interested me was like the giant bomb coverage because they were so close to that studio and Greg Kasavin that they uh, they went behind the scenes a lot and they did a lot of special videos that no one else was doing. Uh-huh. So just to see that kind of coverage, I've always been interested. And it's interesting because they're so close, they decided not to review the game. But uh, they did talk about okay. it pretty candidly on their well, uh, But they podcast. don't give scores for their reviews, right? Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I thought they didn't give scores. So No, those are the quick looks that you're thinking about. Got it. So, yeah, based on what everything they've, I've been seeing over the last, like, 
for the last year on Bastion. I've always been pretty interested. I'll probably pick it up eventually. I just don't feel like spending 15 bucks right now. Yeah, I, I've got to pick this up. Um, I'm actually kind of sad I just started this Final Fantasy V thing because it's uh, impacting my playtime for Bastion because I really want to get into that. Start this awesome Summer of Arcade stuff that they've got going on because it really is quite awesome. This is the first one, right? Yeah. And if you buy all five, I think, you get a free game. Is it every week or every two weeks, or when is it? I think one a week. One a week. So what's this upcoming week? Uh, From Dust. Oh, my gosh. I'm picking that up. That's that's made by the guy who did Out of This World, which is one of my favorite games ever. Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah, the only one on here I don't need is Fruit Ninja Connect. <laughs> what is this crap? Actually, I don't know if I need Insane... What is Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet? Do you know? Do you know what that is? Nope. That's the third one on the Summer of Arcade for people who are following along. Okay. You know, I was thinking I might not get Bastion on the 360 at all. Oh. I might just wait for wait. it on on Steam. Do you like this sort of game more with uh, PC-style controls? Uh, You know, I just... I'm just not... I don't know. I'm just, for some reason, I'm just not really excited to go jump on them, but I don't download a lot of Xbox Live games in general. So maybe just get it on Steam during a sale or something. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I'm definitely interested, but I'm just not chomping at the bit to play it. That's uh, uh, champing at the bit, actually. But champion? Yeah. Champion? Champion not at the bit. Not champing at the bit? Yeah. You know, it really offended me when I first heard someone correct that, because does it really matter? Chomping, champing? Well, it's a mute point. <laughs> oh. <ew. laughs> just kill me now. Oh, are we out of news stories? Uh, I think we are. I think we're out of stories for you, people. So it's time to transition to what you've been... No, wait. We don't do that. Um, Picks of... No. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) Speak about games that you are interested in or have been playing this past week. Yes. Vocalize your, your thoughts and processes on the games you have been playing or not so playing this week. Anna, Anna, let's start with you. Huh? <laughs> um, you haven't been playing Jack Squat. I know that. Well, I've been playing... You've been playing game oh. dev story. No, I've just been playing stuff that I've already talked about. I played Final Fantasy III on the Super Nintendo. I played game dev story. I played Ocarina of Time. I played WoW. And... I think that's everything. Yeah, that, that works. Oh, yeah, we definitely game. played WoW. Yeah, you yes. played well. You took down Nefarian with us. That was fun. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Um, I really needed to go to bed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you did stay up a bit late. That's okay. Yeah, that was, what, half past two by the time you went to sleep? Uh, it was closer to four, actually. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but yeah, how, how did you like it, Quinn? Oh, it was pretty fun, actually. Although I did note that um, I, I then looked at the... Um, patch notes for 4.2 and it's like oh. massive nerfs to every boss across the board and it's like yeah yeah okay so i just really just did nefarian on easy mode yeah speaking of did you get your headpiece yet chris no i don't know you should ask mcnean about that i am uh, you know whatever i haven't logged in since so oh well then you should log in yeah. we 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 had fun playing past the past the token 
because we all rolled for the headpiece. Oh, and... we don't. We don't need to get into this. <laughs> that, that I just want just... to say that I won with a forty-six. Nee <laughs> Nobody cares. All right. So, um, you can't. Oh yes, the the three of us on the podcast who were playing and were there, we care. All right. So, what is uh what is everybody's? Sorry, I'm dying here. I'm trying to play my Final Fantasy V. Keep it moving because I have no time this week to play this game, and. I'm being beat up by a large elephant. So, as I'm being stomped by an elephant, it makes me wonder, Anna, are there any games on that have been coming out that you've been missing? Mm, no. Oh. Chantelise and Catherine both come out this week. Oh, that's right. Catherine starts. Yeah, and I have it fixed to come to here. Yep, you do. So, huzzah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I will go because most of what I've been playing is what you've been playing. Uh, you played some Final Fantasy 3. I don't know if you mentioned that. And First uh, thing I mentioned? Yeah. But I've been playing some Final Fantasy 5, which I talked about earlier. And I'm, go- I'm going to download Bastion and try that out, but I guess that doesn't count. So I'm disqualified from what I've been playing this week. All right. John, got anything cool for us? Uh, unfortunately, aside from that little... Sort of brief spouts for World of Warcraft. I've been actually re- uh, busy redoing one of my university assignments because I failed it. And I handed Ooh. it in on Thursday. So. Whoops. Well, at least you were able yep. to redo it. Yeah, yeah. I've done a much, I've done a much better one now. But oh, good. Yeah, that, that's kind of what's been chewing my time for well, the last two and a half weeks. At least you were allowed to redo it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, wait, I already said that. Um, anyway. <laughs> cool. Well, that's, yeah. all right. So that's, that's not really game. But uh, it's important. I was trying to. I was doing documentation about a game. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but it wasn't playing. I was a game. writing multiple press releases about multiple games. I think I wrote seven <laughs> press releases nice. so far this week. Manny, do you got any plain stuff for us? A few things. A few things. Um, I beat Heavy Rain. Did you play through it, Anna? I remember you said you were going to start. No, <laughs> I'm terrible. She doesn't even have it here, so that's going to be hard to play. Don't you have a copy of Heavy Rain? No. No. I do not. Uh, let me see. So I finished Heavy Rain. I did a roundtable interview with uh, the Dead Island people. Yes, tell us about that. Uh, it was there with a bunch of people. Ars Technica, the Sixth Axis, other websites I never heard of. The sixth axis, really? I don't know. That's wow. the one that stood out to me that I remember. No, that's that's a that's a name. Yeah, and uh, we just asked a bunch of questions about uh, that island, and I got some pretty interesting things about how the game was. I mean, remember, there's been some debate on the site about whether this game was really an RPG. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, the game always was planned out and started initially as an RPG and became more action focused as development came along. Really. So it was always meant to be a zombie RPG, and they decided to drop certain features and add more features to uh, to make it what it is today. So they decided to focus on co-op, so they removed the mode where some, where some players become infected zombies and hunt other players. They uh, originally have multiple branching storylines with multiple endings, but they decided to, because they're going to focus heavily on the co-op, they decided to make one clear story and one ending to sort of... Uh, Make it easier to transition between. Well, sort of make it easier to jump into another person's game. So, like, they had like real big ambitions for this game. Apparently, it's been in development like since 06 or 07. 
And about 60% of the original idea is still there, but they've changed a lot over time. Uh, some other interesting things I found out were... So apparently, you know that big trailer was the other controversy of this game, right? Uh, yes. How, 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 the artsy, big, how, how the emotional... trailer has nothing to do with the game? Well, they're, pros- they're sort of saying that, th- that it does. That while it's not that emotional, that you won't be getting that from your characters, but you'll be getting it from the people you interact with, the quest givers. Yeah, in so, other words, they're full of crap. No, wait, let me, let me, before you call them full of crap, which very might well be, let me give you what they said. All right. So, so the emotion comes from you'll be asked by like to reunite, like certain quests will have you trying to find lost family members or someone's lost daughter or their lost, or their lost wife. And you need to find them and reunite these family members and sort of the emotions they're seeing the people being reunited. Wait. Or you may be asked to do something difficult like, my wife's been infected. Please go put her out of her misery. She's over here. Go kill her. And you right. You compared to the, what the trailer was trying to display. I mean, it's not okay. even close. But they let, say let, that, me, let me let me. The trailer for me when I read that the, that trailer was not about emotion to me. That trailer okay. was like this is a BS cinematic that has nothing to do with gameplay. I'm not going to do anything in this trailer. I'm not going to see anything that looks like this trailer. The graphics are not going to be as good as this trailer. The gameplay will not like be be like what I'm seeing in this trailer. This trailer has nothing to do with the game. So I mean, if they're making any argument about like the emotion experienced in this trailer is similar to something you're going to feel in the game, I don't even care. That's like a complete non-starter for me. This trailer has nothing to do with your game. And that's fine. Just let it be what it is. Stop trying to defend it. I, I don't understand this trailer at all and like the controversy and the hype about it. It's just, it has nothing to do with the game. It's just a cool little zombie trailer they use to promote their thing. So I don't you know. know. It's interesting though, but because the other side of the argument and what I kept on hearing constantly was emotion, emotion, emotion. So emotional and moving. Deep trailer. That's all okay. I ever heard. So no, <laughs> it's interesting. For, so from your perspective, it's not even a non starter, but from what I, all the podcasts and the people I've been talking to, the, all the conversation ever was was emotion. You know? Yeah. I guess. So, I guess that's why they felt the need to come out and talk about like, hey, we do have some of that in the game. They were butchering a little girl and her family. So, I mean, I had to detach myself from any emotion from the get-go. So, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I don't... Like, well, no, what I played at E3, it didn't turn me off to the game. I don't... I'm just excited to have another sort of dead uh, Borderlands-type experience. And, you know... I may sound like I'm the big champion of the game because I did so many of these impressions. I mean, I've written so much of the coverage of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just, I'm keeping an open mind. What I've seen so far has been interesting and decent. I don't know how it's going to, I haven't seen much story, so I don't know how it all piece together. But just uh, being there with four people and hanging and cutting people up was fun when I played at the, with Torgo from PSN Nation. Oh, cool. So. Did you tell me you know me? He knows me. Oh. Oh. Sweet. Good. We like we, we ran into him constantly at E3. Remember? Yeah, yeah. All, all these years that we've been going. I'm glad he remembered. Yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know. No one really cares, but I just thought I thought it was interesting. It's weird though. I, I, it seems like that trailer put too much spotlight on it because people seem like overly critical of this for no like maybe it's just like hype reaction, but. I mean, if you're gonna judge this game, get worried because Call of War is. Uh, what was it called? The new one, Call of Horrors, Border Patrol or something? Uh, is a I piece of crap. <laughs> so you should be worried because Techland made that piece of crap. And they're making and what this. Is that? <laughs> yeah. But from what I'm guessing is that they sort of put a C team on uh, the new Call of Horrors so they could focus on this one. Uh, okay. 
So, uh, so you had fun playing, and did you feel any emotion while you were playing? Oh, I didn't play it. I just remember that. I just. Well, I just thought you were just, cutting stuff up with Torgo. Didn't you just say that? I did during E3. We oh, had a big, like, hour-long right. demo. Well, yeah, that's right. Did you enjoy it then? You, yes, you did, I did. It right? was, so, was fun. But did you feel emotion? <laughs> the only emotion I felt was, dude, cool. Did you see how I cut that guy's head off? <laughs> 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 to be All honest. Right. If you want to be really honest, that's the emotion I, mean, that's, I felt. That, isn't it obvious that's the emotions that's going to come out in a game like this? Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. Whatever. All right. You're all right. All right. And uh, I'm playing the PAL version of Killzone 3. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. Is the game good at least? Um, the, um, the main, I hate the main characters, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a stupid, fun summer action movie, and it's kind of just what I wanted right now. Perfect. And it's it's really pretty. I haven't se- I haven't played like a yeah. I've been playing a lot of games that haven't been as good looking le- lately. So this to play something this nice is so, uh, does it trouble. look almost like that original PS3 promo video? <laughs> Seven years later, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> it doesn't. I bet it doesn't. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, uh, you playing it in I'm 3D? No, <laughs> no. Oh man, you wouldn't be happy with me. I just ordered the 3D channel with my cable provider. You have a 3D TV? I do have a 3D TV. I bought it what, for my birthday. What do you birthday. have? Like the Sony Bronfi or something? Uh, the Samsung 8000 th- series. So with the special glasses? Yes, with the special glasses. Did you have to buy an extra pair? For no, I got two. Se- I got four glasses for free with my TV. Wow. Yeah. So. As, have you tried this out with anybody else? Like, what do what, what do you think of 3D? I'm curious. Have you done any the, 3D games yet? Um, I heard this recently on a podcast, but I completely agree with it. The 3DS has kind of turned me on to 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm because of Ocarina and how well it was done in Ocarina. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm I'm okay with this. Let's do this right. And so I'm I'm trying to get some 3D content and some games and, and movies to really give it a good try. Which I so haven't had have much done- time to do that yet. Okay. Okay. So um, I I I'm getting that 3D sports channel to see how that goes and and stuff like that. So see if I'm into it or not. So what 3D game are you gonna try out first, or do you want to? Ooh, try out I don't know. Probably Super Stardust, <laughs> just because it's so easy and I have it already. Um, right, there's not a lot of. That's the thing. There aren't a lot of good 3D games out, are there? Um. Hmm. I guess not. I guess you could try. Wait, Uncharted Three is going to be the big one. I mean, yeah, that's but that's thing, not but... out yet. I'm trying to figure out yeah. what's out now, and like it's MotorStorm. It's a lot of Sony first party games, right? Um, you can get uh, yeah. Oh, I guess we'll. It's not like this TV is going to go. You're going to have this TV for years. So. Yes. It's nice that you know you're going to have a, like a steady stream of content coming up, coming down the pipe. Like you're going to have um, I go and shut out the Colossus in 3D. Hmm. Uncharted Three, which everyone is saying, especially Michael Pactor, is like the best 3D you've seen. Period. Hmm. Um. Uh, I th- no, yeah, I think that's just the, those are the big ones right now, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Huh? And Killzone Three, if you want it. Oh, I will say this though, but the the controls in Killzone Three, junk, man. What junk? I, I don't think I want to play Killzone Three in 3D anyway. I, I've heard oh, about how that I goes. Hate those controls so bad. I've never played a game where I, even like. Halfway through the game, I'm still changing the default control stream. Control <laughs> still changing. It. I can't. You no, need, I'm, you I'm need not the customizations joking. on the level of the conduit, don't you? I I change the controls based on the level and the situation I'm in. 
that's how much it sucks. Because the way they set it up is you can either click in to to click in to zoom with the right stick, or you can switch that to hold L1 to zoom in. And I, I switch that depending on what I'm doing in the game. So if I'm sniping, I'll switch this one. I'll switch that one. And I've been, I've been doing that consistently throughout the entire course of the game. And that says something when you're still when you're that far into a game, you're still not comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'd like it better if it was on the Xbox 360. <laughs> just because of the controller? Well, I, I, I think I don't know. It's just so bad. The dead zone on the PS3. The dead zone. <laughs> Ugh. You need like some sort of special custom stick. Play it with a racing wheel. You play. Race- with, can you play with a guitar <laughs> controller? <laughs> I bet it would play better. <laughs> Be awesome! It, oh, oh, Gran Turismo's in 3D, right? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna try that. I have Gran Turismo. I'll play that. I need some suggestions. Someone tell me like the most awesome 3D game that's on a console, and I'll go get it and try it out, and let you guys know if this is crap or not. I, you know what, I really wish was in 3D. I'll tell you, um, Child of Eden. Is it though? Uh, no. PS3? I, I thought they just announced move support. I don't think they announced 3D. The game is so short. Does it have 3D support? (laughs) That'd be ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm. I think it just got announced, right? Uh, Well, go play I Go and Shadow the Clauses. That's not out yet, is it? Oh, all right. Is it out yet? No. And isn't it Eco? Eco, Ico? I don't know. Where's John? There's our Japanese guy. John. Ico. Sorry, yeah, what? Is it Eco or Ico? How's it spelled? I, I'm firmly in the camp of who cares? I-C-O. Uh, Ico, I guess. Okay. Echo. I love Echo. It's another, another sound I don't. I didn't think they had in Japanese, but whatever. What? Ko? E. K-O. I. I. Yeah. Uh, you do realize they have all the vowels, right? Yeah, but the, they only they don't have the long versions. Yes, they do. Not all of them. You stick a long, va- you stick a long vowel mark on it. Oh, okay. Okami. Yeah, Okami is one of them. <laughs> no, but it's always O. <laughs> that's that's the point. <laughs> it's never ooh, unless it's like, well, it is. Yeah, there is an ooh. There is an ooh, but I've never heard I, so that's why I say that. It's oh, usually on. E. So Don't be a gaming snob. I want to be a gaming snob. I am a ga- Oh, well, fine. I'm trying to figure out what it's supposed to be. We have a. You realize we have a person who writes in with pronunciation segments on this show, right? I think we're past and we the listen point to it of, because it's humorous, not yes. because we're going to change our ways. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Just Doug. I is a diphthong. Ah, e. Okay, fine. Whatever. Well, no you know diphthongs. what? Told that to Garnet Lee. Sakura Tyson. Tyson. All right. Whatever. But not with one you know letter. What? I'm just going to pronounce everything from J-Pen wrong. That's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So, any Comic-Con news anyone wants to talk about? We done with the show? It's over? Yeah, I think we're done. I feel like we had a crappy ending. We need we need a better ending. We need a better... You guys want to look at cosplay photos and we laugh at them? <laughs> yes, that works well on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, oh uh, just so people know, Chantilly's, I, I didn't point this out. Uh, I keep forgetting to do new releases. So just to sum up, new releases for next week is Chantilly's, <laughs> July, July 29th. And then the From Dust on Xbox Live Arcade, which is not an RPG. But I'm plugging it because I like the creator. So 
That's all I got. And Catherine. And Catherine. Catherine's, it's not on our list because it's not an RPG. That's why. It's not an RPG. It's Catherine. But it's Catherine. Yes, it is Catherine. Um, I've got to go deal with my Catherines. Just my cats, I guess. And uh, what else? Fireflies! Butterflies, yes. You said fireflies, I think. No, I said butterflies. Okay, whatever. Yes. All I know is this. If Chris can say Diablo, anyone can say anything they want. I don't say Diablo. Diablo. It's Diablo because you die a lot playing oh, it. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. No, it's just you, <laughs> you're from a region that doesn't use a lot of Spanish. Well, what is it? <laughs> okay. There's plenty of uh, Hispanic people here, so I don't know what you're talking about. See, he said Hispanic. That proves he doesn't know what's up. Oh, really? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? I don't even know what I'm supposed to say anymore. I'm going to go learn what I'm supposed to say. I think this show's <laughs> over. This show is baked. It's done. It's hey, overdone. How about, we just call, how about we title the show Eco? Just <laughs> no, how about this? I space co. E-Y-E space co. Or I go if you're from the Midwest. <laughs> I give up. I don't know what's going on anymore. Oh, I got it. Chomping at the Ico. Chomping at the Ico. Chomping at the Ico. All right. Sounds good. Uh, All right. That's our show for this week. I hope you guys liked it. There wasn't much bickering. We'll see you next week. It's only interesting when we bicker, but none of us have the energy to do so. (laughs) But then they complain when we have shows where we bicker. I love it. (laughs) Oh, the the joys of dealing with people. I love y'all. Um, with that, I think we're going to sign off. Thanks for joining us this week. If you'd like to give us feedback, we've got a number of ways for you to do it. And we need it because otherwise the first segment only has one letter. And if you notice that, that's not so fun. So I need your feedback. I need you to email me at podcast at rpgamer.com. I need you to send me an MP3 of attachment there and I'll play it right here on the show. I need you to call me at 608-729-4098 leave a voicemail. And... I need you to go to our message boards at board.rpgamer.com and post in the latest updates section in the RPG Cast thread, and then we can read some of your messages on the show. Or really, just enjoy uh, hanging out with people who are here on the show uh, and and uh, who are on the show, as well as people who listen to the show, and bounce suggestions and stuff off of each other and give some ideas for what else is going on. Uh, so thank you very much. If you got suggestions for the show, I'd love to take them. Uh, I'm at that point with the show that I'd love to try doing some new segments and stuff. So if you have something to send us in, some ideas for us to do, please go ahead and send those in. And uh, I'm also in the market for some new theme music. Zoltan just submitted a, a piece that I think I'm going to try out for this week's show. Um, but um, I'm open to other ideas. If you have any theme music you'd like to submit for the show, I'm putting out another call for it. I'd love to hear uh, hear what you have out there that you might send us in. And I know... Uh, uh, Garrett Linquist used to submit a lot of music. I know he was working on something. Maybe he'll get back around to it. Uh, and I'd love for your submission to be in there too. And uh, if you send it in, we can play it on the show and see what people think. Uh, and with that, I think that's all the uh, that's all the that's all the nitty gritty. We're gonna end the live stream, which you can catch every, catch every week at slash live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And we'll see you next time. So if there's nothing else, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Tell us what podcast we can steal from next. Yay. Oh, Sliders was a terrible show.